Welcome to the Arclight Podcast with your host, Mark Gillino, offering an inside look into the production of current and upcoming Arclight projects. With me is David Koppel. David, tell me a little bit about your relationship to Arclight Repertory. Well, I began Arclight Repertory Theater back in 2006. The idea behind it was to create a theater company that would really energize playwrights, directors, actors, and designers by working on material that really inspired us and that we really wanted to have an opportunity to say something unique as artists. And so I gathered a group of friends who I really admired. All of them were actors, directors, playwrights, designers, and asked them, you know, to share some of their ideas. And out of that, you know, conversation with those artists, Arclight began to grow. And then we started uh, developing new projects, readings, and uh, full-scale productions. So take me back to those early days then. Um, what were some of those, those first productions that Arclight did? Well, our very first production was a reading of a novel which I had adapted to the stage by Jack London entitled Martin Eden. We presented it at the Jack London Square Barnes & Noble, and it was a staged reading, so there was uh, some movement involved, and it was uh, an attempt to develop a play that I had written back in early 2001, which had never had the opportunity to actually be staged, and that's one of the things that I knew I wanted Arclight to be about, developing new works and original ideas. So we were able to stage it in Jack London Square. We got a tremendous uh, feedback from that experience. And I think uh, the fact that it was Jack London's novel being presented in Jack London Square made it an extra special and unique experience for those who attended. Going off then that production of Martin Eden as a stage reading, as you and, and Arclight itself begin to progress Talk to me a little bit about the move from, from the stage readings and new projects to some of perhaps some of the first main stage type productions. Well, I had been serving as a board member for Altarina Playhouse, which is a long-standing community theater in Alameda. It's one of the oldest, actually, in uh, the state of California. And I spoke with the artistic director about the possibility of bringing a Shakespeare production uh, to the Altarina Playhouse. And in its over 70-year history, it had never had a Shakespeare production done in the city of Alameda, which was amazing to me, given the fact that they had done a number of of classical plays, comedies, and musicals over the years. So uh, that kind of sparked my interest. Um, as an acting student, I had done a number of Shakespeare productions, and I've always felt that Shakespeare was probably one of the most challenging and inspiring uh, playwrights because of the demands of the language, the rich imagery, and the depth of the characters and the plots that he develops throughout his plays. And I th saw this as an opportunity for Arclight to do a first main stage production and to do something in a very fun and unique way in an intimate environment. And the Altarina Playhouse is in the round, and so it seats uh, a little under 200 patrons. So uh, I know that many people are used to experiencing Shakespeare in a large outdoor venue, so I knew that the Altarina Playhouse might be a unique opportunity to experiment with a more intimate experience of, of seeing Shakespeare. And also I had a, an interesting idea of wanting to work on As You Like It, uh, set in pre-revolutionary France in the 18th century. And so I was excited about the possibility of developing that. The artistic director seemed very keen on the idea as well as the rest of the board. So we moved forward and that was our first main stage production. So talk to me a little bit then about that production of As You Like It with what is essentially a fairly unique concept in terms of the setting and the 
overall feel of the play to set it in revolutionary France and, and all the, the excitement and the drama and, and the real flavor that sort of comes with that. How did that manifest? And actually, how did it go over with the audiences at the time? How, how successful was that? The audiences uh, really enjoyed it. I think that the fact that it was set in that historical context and uh, that we incorporated live uh, musicians and music from the 18th century, we had... You know, certainly some some classical uh, music, but it was also mixed with folk music of the period as well, uh, French folk music. And I think it gave a really unique perspective to the production that a lot of audiences perhaps had never experienced with that play. Now, it's already set in France, so I wasn't, you know, going too far out by, by setting it during the French Revolution. And the reason I chose the French Revolution was because the themes of the play really revolve, I, to me anyway, as a director, I felt around the the themes of liberty, equality, and fraternity, which are the main themes of the French Revolution. So I just incorporated that. I saw the character of, of Jacques as, as very much a character uh, philosopher, uh, like a Voltaire figure in the, the French Revolution, who is very much uh, philosophical about life and about changes in life and, and kind of melancholy about the way that people in, in that period you know, made their, their choices in, in, in life and, and the challenges of of making change happen and, and be successful. We had a number of high school students that we reached out to, boys and girls clubs, as well as Girls Inc., and high school students who were in Alameda who had been studying the French Revolution, also studying Shakespeare, and the idea of putting the two of them together made for a very unique experience that they all were able to enjoy, because not only were they seeing Shakespeare, but they were seeing Shakespeare in a historical context that they had studied and were able to ask questions about both and how a play from a completely different century might still be able to be told in a historical period that was completely different from that century. And it was a very interesting mix of the two. So following As You Like It, your next Shakespeare production was a version of Measure for Measure. Tell me a little bit about, about Measure for Measure. Measure for Measure is a fascinating play, and I've been intrigued with it since I first encountered it in graduate school at Yale Drama School because of the themes that it explores dealing with uh, morality and trying to legislate morality and all of the issues that that brings up. Also, just uh, the theme of violence and you know how to control a society, uh, how, to, how to create a sense of balance within society between having a completely totalitarian one or even a theocratic one that is totalitarian totalitarian and one that is filled with anarchy and chaos. And I think Shakespeare's play does a beautiful job of really trying to explore the need for balance between those two. I wanted to explore that play in a very contemporary context. I didn't want to do a traditional production or set it in in the past. Ironically, I, I decided for this production that I wanted to set it in the distant or not so distant future, about 50 years ahead, because I was very influenced by what was happening currently in our own country and in the world. This is post 9-11. The Patriot Act had been written. There was a lot of religious extremism that was being explored, not just here in the United States, but also so obviously throughout the world. So I felt that the play was very, very topical in the themes that it was exploring. So uh, we decided to set it in the near future, 50 years into the future in Vienna, 
And so it had a real feel of a dystopian society that was out of control with terrorists, with rapes, with lots of violence going on in the streets, and with a duke who was presiding over essentially a city in chaos. And so he appoints this Angelo character who is a man of uh, you know high moral authority and is very strict and, and very by the book and very religiously spiritual, etc., in charge while the Duke goes to spy, essentially, on his fellow citizens and find out what's really going on and kind of test Angelo and see how he does the leader of Vienna. So again, there was this theme of espionage. We had been dealing with wiretappings that our own government had been doing essentially for our security. And so I felt like, again, these themes were very prevalent. The audience, I feel, received it many different ways. They were shocked that it was considered a comedy because it is a very dark comedy and explores very complex issues. They were intrigued by a lot of the moral and political issues that it raised. And I think they really had many questions about it, certainly at the talkbacks uh, that we held, that we've had discussion sessions for all of our Shakespeare plays, and they've always yielded a tremendous amount of thought and, and debate. And I think this play is one of those that really sparked even more debate than before. We got really critical uh, raves. Uh, we, we said it again at the Theater on San Pedro Square in downtown San Jose. So we were testing the waters to see if there would be an audience for Shakespeare in, in downtown San Jose, and we were thrilled to discover that there was definitely Definitely an interest. And the intimate style of the piece, I think, was very appealing to many theater goers who were used to large outdoor venues and experiencing theater uh, of Shakespeare on a, on a much larger scale and dealing with the elements and everything. And I think also the critics were, were very responsive. We got wonderful reviews in the Metro and nominated for, and I'm pleased to say received, the 2008 Small Theater Award by Wave Magazine for classical stage production for this uh, production of uh, Measure for measure. So we were very pleased by the reception of that production, both on a popular scale as well as critical scale, and that inspired us to go forward with Shakespeare on the Square. It's Shakespeare on the Square that I actually want to talk about a, a little bit, because it's something that I find really interesting. There's a lot of Shakespeare in Northern California, but there really has not been a history of a lot of Shakespeare in San Jose itself. It seems like Arclight is sort of stepping into that, trying to see if there is a, an opportunity to really grow something there. And I know that Arclight has done some amazing things there. So I was wondering if you could talk a little bit about the role of Arclight in bringing Shakespeare to San Jose, sort of what that entails and what the idea is behind that. There's a little bit of a personal history to this idea of bringing Shakespeare to San Jose. Back in 1992, when I was in college for the summer, I actually was cast in a production in San Jose of A Midsummer Night's Dream and The Tempest, which was done as a um, summer Shakespeare productions by San Jose City College. And they had done Shakespeare productions for a number of years, not as a festival, but as kind of a, a presentation of Shakespeare in San Jose. And unfortunately, uh, after you know a certain number of years, those productions went away, and we saw fewer and fewer productions of Shakespeare being produced at San Jose Rep and uh, at San Jose State and some of the local universities. Uh, we're still doing some productions of Shakespeare, but it was not doing very often. So I think Shakespeare is one of the most challenging and inspiring playwrights uh, as an actor, as a director. And the great thing about Shakespeare is that he has universal appeal in terms of the themes, the 
characters of his plays. And so I really believed that a city like San Jose, which is the capital of Silicon Valley, deserved its own Shakespeare Festival to go along with the Cal Shakes performances in Orinda, the Santa Cruz Shakespeare Festival, and the Oregon Shakespeare Festival, of course, which is also a very big uh, Shakespeare Festival here in the United States. So I really felt that there was a need. I, I think that with our production of Measure for Measure, we proved that uh, there was definitely an interest and an audience there that was ready and willing to be exposed to Shakespeare. And particularly, I was interested in reaching audiences that normally wouldn't get a chance to either go see theater in general or Shakespeare in particular. And uh, those audiences were students and uh, other audiences in the greater Santa Clara County area. So let's talk about those other audiences a little bit. I know one of the aspects of, of Arclight's philosophy is this notion of bringing Shakespeare specifically, but theater in general, to audiences that are not necessarily traditional Shakespearean audiences. And I was wondering if you could talk about that notion of community outreach, that idea of what it means to bring Shakespeare in particular as a playwright, as a dramatist, to audiences that are not familiar with his work, and what that might mean, like what types of audiences those would be. Well, there's certainly a variety of audiences that we're interested in reaching out to for Shakespeare. As I said, Shakespeare's themes, characters, and stories are very universal in many ways. When we uh, approached Twelfth Night uh, last season for our 2008 first annual Shakespeare on the Square production, um, I decided to explore setting the play in ancient India, and I felt that uh, there were some real rich cultural work to be explored by setting it in that context and by using Indian classical music and dance and costuming to really highlight what has become a very rich tapestry of Indian culture in the greater Santa Clara County community. And often there are audiences out there that don't always feel that their cultural heritage or, or their unique cultural background is being reflected in, in some of the local productions that they see on stage and I saw this opportunity with such a rich play that um, you know was so imaginative in this kind of mythical land of Illyria would really connect well with a lot of the Indian plays and themes and, and stories and also I wanted to uh, reach out to new audiences through the Green Show which is something that we started with the theater on San Pedro Square to try to make this more of a festival experience. So what we did was we offered a free presentation of classical Indian music and dance and poetry, and we presented it on a uh, stage on the street of San Pedro. People were able to just come right there off the street and experience this very rich music, dance, and, and poetry. And we partnered with a wonderful local dance company called Abanaya Dance Company of San Jose, who do classical uh, Indian dance. And many of their top students, came and they performed with us and it was a wonderful kind of introduction for audiences to come and see our Shakespeare uh, production set in ancient India and uh, our audiences just really really enjoyed it and the local businesses uh, on San Pedro Square also appreciated the people that we were able to bring and the vitality that the that the green show brought to to the area for the productions so we hope to really continue that in addition to uh, multicultural audiences we're really interested in reaching out to young people Many times students just reading uh, Shakespeare in the classroom don't get a full appreciation of 
Shakespeare's uh, language, of the characters and the themes, because they're thinking of it more in terms of a written text and not seeing it performed live and experiencing professional actors and designers and all of the different elements that go into making a rich experience on the stage of Shakespeare. So many students who have come to see it, and we've, I'm pleased to say we've reached out to YMCAs, YWCAs, uh, Boys and Girls Clubs, and as well as local high schools. And we've had just tremendous feedback from students who really were excited about Shakespeare and came back to us um, you know, during the talkbacks, were very active in, in asking questions of the actors, the designers, the director, and just really got excited about Shakespeare's words and about the themes and the characters and saw it in a way that wasn't just words on a page, that it was really coming alive for them. So we want to continue that. We want to bring uh, young audiences into live theater and help them to understand the rich cultural heritage of Shakespeare that is a part of their own heritage. So I also wanted to focus on uh, another aspect of Arclight, which is the Sparklight series. The Sparklight series is the medium for new works and for primarily staged readings. And so I was wondering if you could maybe talk a little bit about the genesis of that and how that has progressed. What are maybe some of the, the high points of that process? The Sparklight series really is about uh, the spark of imagination that comes from developing original works. And that started with our very first production at Arclight. That was the adaptation that I had mentioned about uh, Martin Eden by Jack London. And I went to the Yale School of Drama, and part of the work that I did as an actor at the Yale School of Drama was to help new playwrights develop their works. And it was some of the most rewarding work that I was a part of. And I wanted to continue that because I really believe that for the theater to continue to be vital to contemporary audiences and for voices to be heard from our own local Bay Area and in, in San Jose, we need to encourage playwrights and give them opportunities to have their work presented and developed and to have audiences be able to uh, be a part of that you know, artistic exchange of ideas. So that's kind of the thought behind the Sparklight series. Well, thank you very much, David, for everything and uh, all the great things Arclight has in store. Thank you for listening to the Arclight Podcast with our host, Mark Gelino. Please join us at www.arclightrep.org under the Media tab for future podcasts. If you have any questions or comments, please send an email to podcast at arclightrep.org.